It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, be that city. Hey there, howdy. Welcome in, and thank you for telling friends you hang out on the other side of Texas. That theme song. I love Forget the Race, Find Some Open Space. And you find that here on the other side of Texas. We talk about the views and issues that matter to the region. We are proud places to call myself a West Texican. And uh, talk about that plenty on the program. This is your first time to listen with us. Glad that you are right here. Broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Racer Car Wash. Voted Lubbock's Best Wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across your hub city for the best wash around. Guaranteed. Racerwash.com. Here's where we're going to go today. Last day of early voting. If you want to find out all the locations, if you're registered to vote, uh, if you're listening, I'm talking specifically to a Lubbock audience right now. It's votelubbock.org. A big initiative, a proposition, I should say, on the ballot. And it is for an expo center. The Lubbock ISD proposition to me is a no-brainer of course that's a yes you aren't going to raise taxes you're going to make schools safer you're going to create some efficiencies within the a lot of times i get blasted as a uh, as an educrat i'm not beyond reforming what i am beyond is funding private schools with private money but don't even get me started there the proposition for lubbock isd a no-brainer, something that's come into some contention locally. I have asked questions of, and I've had my questions answered. I've been tough on the Proposition A and uh, raised a question that I don't think anyone else raised, and that was about uh, the car rentals and new federal law, the Federal Aviation Administration Act, Reauthorization Act of 2018. A lot of words to throw out there. says that you can no longer tax rental cars at airports or at agencies permitted by airports for projects away from the airports a lot of prop a lot of prepositions there and, and that comes right down in the middle of this it was unexpected by this group and i got my questions answered i would delineate that further but what we're going to do today on the program is play some audio from uh, a show that I did this morning, and it was the Wade Wilkes show here on AM580. We had the leader of the steering group from uh, the Lubbock Expo Center, Lubbock County Expo Center Steering Committee. The chair of that committee, Randy Jordan, a local banker, sat in the hot seat this morning with uh, both Wade Wilkes and uh, his co-host as uh, and myself, Colonel Dave Lewis and myself and Randy Jordan. Uh, one quick note before we start up that audio, and that's what I'm going to play and break into intermittently throughout the program day, a really informative conversation, or I would not re-air it for our listeners. A great note today from a listener said, um, I want to give credit where credit's due. I'm 
participating in this election. I usually don't, but uh, they had learned uh, how significant this is, and I really do appreciate that note. Uh, and I hope that you do go vote. If you don't make it to the polls today, I uh, and I believe that I'll I'll check and I'll break back in whenever we go to our next break and um, and get with you on when the uh, the break after next on when the polls do close. But it is extremely important. Your votes matter. Listen, these politicians. I remember whenever I was a kid. A politician received 10 letters, an elected official received 10 letters from their district, and the alarm bells went off. In this day and age of robocalls and, you know, these various websites that send mass emails to elected leaders, that can be disregarded. The best way to get their attention, the best way to bend them, if not remove them, to a West Texican point of view is to vote they see those numbers and that's what matters coming back up after the break going to get into our audio here on your other side stick right where you are as i mentioned earlier we're going to play some tape from a show i did this morning here on am 580 a show on which i participated and it was the chair of the lubbock county expo center uh pack and answered some questions i think very informative lots of misinformation out about that is and i say that not as somebody you don't hear you know advertising from them on the i'm I'm shooting you straight here i've done the homework i've you can go to othersideoftexas.com and see questions i've raised but i think in the end a good proposition i hope that you'll hear this out and uh Shoot me your thoughts, jay at othersideoftexas.com. Again, pre-recorded, and we'll jump into it now. Wade Wilkes, Jay West Texas Leeson, Randy Jordan, and Colonel Dave Lewis right here on AM580. And we'll be back in about um, 20 minutes. Back with uh, Randy Jordan, Jay Leeson, Colonel Lewis. All right, so, Jay, you did a lot of work on the outside money part. We kind of touched on that at the beginning of the program this morning, but what did you find out in your exhaustive investigation exhaustive. skills? Exhaustive. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. I had to go all the way to the Lubbock County Elections Office and pull a document. At and least you do. Uphill both ways. It was terrible and exhausting. Uh, so you watch this. Uh, effectively... You almost have two candidates in two packs here. And so you're interested in what is the opposition? Why is there opposition? I think Randy's made his case this morning that, you know, seems seems pretty square. So why be opposed to it in such a way that you would have money? What's the motivation? Is it just ideological? Uh, because whenever you start throwing the kind of money that we're seeing, you have to ask yourself, what, why? Why the opposition? Okay. And so it could just be that they're concerned about a political point of view and maintaining a political point of view. But if you go throw that kind of money, then you must be a true believer if you're doing that. And so, or it could be that somebody has an alternative venue that they want to build later and they want folks to vote against Prop A. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's kind of interesting. Well, I'm just, 
listing off the possibilities. Well, that's why you're here. So, in trying to figure out what's going on, I looked at, I pulled their campaign finance report. There, it is Lubbock Taxpayers for Accountability. And by the way, you know, we watch state politics pretty closely. And anytime I see a PAC that says fiscal responsibility or accountability, I'm automatically suspicious of what they're up to. Follow okay? the money. It's almost like somebody come on air and say, hey, you can believe me. I'm telling you the truth after you make every statement. And you begin to wonder, are you telling the truth? Are you accountable in this respect? So for a group that has accountability, I started asking a week ago, a little over a week ago, who is the face of this opposition campaign, and why don't we know who they are? If they are so adamant in voting against this, why haven't they come out and shown us who they are, rather than like these creepy fade into black and fade out to black uh, commercials that folks are seeing? Like, who's the face then? Yeah. So I didn't know, and so I began to ask who the treasurer of the campaign was, because they obviously didn't have a committee. Are not a vocal committee, so who's the treasurer? And I can't find out. I begin to hear that it's uh, Charles C.J. Hargrove. C.J. Hargrove is running this. He's the treasurer for the pack. That's what you first heard. Yeah. Okay. And, but then I began to hear, well, he's not the treasurer of the pack. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll just go down and find out myself because who's running this still? Well, comes to find out two things. One that. Charles Hargrove stepped down from the pack. He filed with the pack, I believe, on the 19th. He filed as treasurer of the pack. On the 26th, he was gone. Or 25th, he was gone. Six days. Yeah. He was treasurer six days. And so then you begin to ask around, well, why do you file as treasurer and then pull out? And I was told by multiple people that he didn't agree with the tactics that the campaign was taking. So he pulled out. Now... Whenever I go down and pull the uh, campaign finance report, this is what I found. They've raised a total of $18,600. But 16900 of it come from Roswell, New Mexico, and Austin. So the breakdown looks like this. $10,000 from Strata Production Company, an energy company in Roswell, New Mexico, alone for 10000 and I don't have, I've looked and looked. I cannot find that link. If somebody has that link, text in and let us know what this group has to do with Strata Production in Roswell, New Mexico. There's a $1,700 in-kind contribution from Charles Hargrove for, apparently they bought $1,700 in yard signs that you see throughout town and throughout the county. And an in-kind contribution from Mesa Media in Austin for radio and television production. They put together the, the ad. Yeah, they put together the ad, and I asked a county election office official about, well, because on the campaign finance report, it doesn't designate just how much that in-kind contribution was. But the remainder of the money that's not laid out is $6,900. I said, so did is the remaining 6900 from Mesa? They said yes. So, apparently... This Lubbock, and I underline Lubbock, Taxpayers for Accountability, and I underline accountability, is funded by money from outside of Lubbock. And I'm wondering to whom are they accountable after this election to repay that $10,000 loan 
specifically, but it raises all sorts of questions. And so on the 25th, Hargrove appointed Tony Renneria as the uh, treasurer of the pack. That's the only leadership, and he's come And that's out the and, only person I even know of at all. Who's the Hargrove, or what's his name? I, what does he do? I'm not familiar. I believe that he's a home builder. Oh, yeah, I've, I never, I've never heard of him, so I don't know. I, I don't, I've tried. I called Renneria, and I called Hargrove. Neither returned comment to me. I called, but the name you continue to hear is this. So you've got Hargrove and Renneria. Mm-hmm. I've heard over and over again that Carl Isett, former state rep, is behind this. And so last Sunday night, I called Carl Isett and said, Carl Isett, Jay Leeson, are you behind this Prop A opposition group? Because I continue to hear your name dropped with it. No, I don't know who's behind the group. I I don't know anything about it. Um, And and he said, but I intend to... Uh, make a contribution and that's where uh, I said so you're telling me you don't know anything about it because it's a little unbelievable to me more than a little unbelievable to me because get this Hargrove is Isaac's nephew Mm. okay Ah. and Renneria is a longtime campaign worker for Isaac okay so Carl Isaac doesn't know anything about this he has no idea what's going on he's not had any conversations any texts any any lunches, he, he has no knowledge of this. Okay, he says he doesn't. So, that's what we have on background there. And again, uh, we'll go to the text line here, Jay. It says, again, who gave the Expo Pack proponents their loan of $11,000? It's $10,000. $10,000. Strata Production Company, Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell, New Mexico. Okay, Chris. Uh, Jennifer also texted again. She said, unfortunately, my parents believed the rumors and voted against the Expo Center. Uh, I wish y'all would have been able to have the forum before early voting began so people like my parents could have gotten the correct packs before voting. However, I did vote for it and think it will be a great facility for our community. Thank thank you for all your hard work on this, Jennifer. Thank you for the text. But to her point, this was done in the 11th hour. It it came in after early voting started. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the last time we had Randy on the show, it wasn't an issue. When... I when think did the, early voting start? It started on the uh, 22nd. 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 So 22nd. They, 22nd, so 22nd of October. The Treasury report came in three days prior. Yeah, well, I didn't know. We, we didn't know anything about it. I hadn't heard a word well, about we, it yeah, and prior I think to early I, voting. As I recall on the show on the 19th, two weeks ago, I mean, we came out after examining everything solidly in favor of Proposition A, and, and I know I endorsed it at that point in time, same time that they're filing this, so last-minute timing no. associated and this with this. this is what really... I think you and I voted... You and I, you and I traditionally, I believe, Wade, vote about Election Day, somewhere around there. Yeah, but I, I especially didn't. do that in primaries yeah. because anything can happen. Anything can happen in that time period. Sure. Well, on this question, you know, folks who voted right as this came out... Well, the first three or four stories, days... You know, they didn't know anything about it. Didn't have time to flesh out the issue no. and hear from, and the other side doesn't want to speak up. But that's, If they do, they're welcome to call in. Well, that's to Jennifer's point. And, uh, but, again, that the, the first time I knew anything about it through social media and or <coughs> television ads was just about a week ago or so. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. 
Well, early voting was well underway before I became aware. I know you had heard about it before I did and started doing your, your homework, which you do good work on that. Uh, another text into Jay it says, well, but can you contact the office of the Secretary of State of New Mexico and get info on the principles of that production company if that's the state they're incorporated in? Now, that would be some exhaustive work. <laughs> yeah, for a $10,000. No, 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 I mean, I, I'm, I'm making a play on how you introduce the segment. But, <laughs> exhaustive I mean, there are fo- we're within Roswell's range on this program. Yes, that's yeah, right. I mean, if there are listeners in New Mexico who know, I mean, it, it, so look, it can be all sorts of things. It can be, let's say, let's say Isaac's not being straightforward, okay? Just say. Then maybe he's got a lobby buddy through whom he's running a deal in the background, right? I mean, it could be something like that, okay. or it could be somebody who's involved with this proposition, who's uh, this opposition, who's not come out, who's got somebody that can leverage money through that company. I, it could be anything, okay? And I don't, I'm not making a claim on exactly what it is, but I do know it's a fact. It's a fact under the law right now that Strata Production Company gave this money, and I mean, what if they? If A passes, and I tend to think it would be, or you guys would be spending more money than you're spending to be candid on advertising, but if A passes, then who repays that money? That'll be something interesting to, to watch. The, uh, uh, on the opposition. On the side. 10 grand. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Crab's wrong. Hey, uh, we're going to break right here. I said 20. It looks like we went about 11 minutes in. That conversation continues, and now, uh, coming up, you'll have a chance to hear from Randy Jordan uh, respond to what I've laid out uh, there. Again, a pre-recording from this morning, and you'll hear from Randy Jordan, who heads up the steering committee for the Lubbock County Expo Center. Stick right where you are, more other side. Hey, we just try to get to the bottom of this stuff, and I hope that you're enjoying the content as we report on our place stick right where you are about 90 seconds from now we'll get right back into it here on your other side of texas Uh, two texts one wanted to chime in it's not a live conversation so i can't address the question it's asking randy jordan a question when i'm playing his pre-recorded audio i cannot speak for him i think a little bit of what you're asking though dan is going to come up in the next uh, portion of the audio the other and i really appreciate this national politics makes me crazy i appreciate the chance that i have on this program to uh, listen to local and regional politics thank you so much hey rave on buddies rave on uh we're going to continue in with our audio now and uh, you'll get to hear from the chairman of the steering committee pack for the love the proposed lubbock county expo center randy jordan wade wilkes opens the question randy jordan responds then yours truly gets involved uh hit that now you ready three two one knobs on his show right jay i just think we need to change our terminology here <laughs> I, I wasn't going there at all but uh, sitting here getting red it. in the face uh okay all right right back at it randy jordan prop a committee chairman right here on the show lubbock expo center okay so randy anything that uh in that last segment that you'd like to address 
of what Jay was talking about on the influence of outside yeah, let's, money. Let's argue Randy. It, it, in this uh, in this prop it, eight. It's it's been perplexing to me. Okay. To uh, to see the opposition, uh, and then not not have a face to it, if you will. All right. Uh, or or a a group that would come out. Our our steering committee and and man, I'd miss somebody if I went through there when I list the twelve people that have been actively involved for the last three or four months to to bring this to to where we are today and and those people have been publicized those people have been out there you can call those guys you can call you know call janet mitchell dr ted mitchell's wife okay who's new or new chancellor she's been with us from day one call janet and ask her about her feelings about the expo center all of those people have been out there so it's it's a little frustrating for me to to if you've got an issue with something we're doing, then tell us what it is, not by supposition or not by what if, or or that my gut feeling tells me somebody's fixing to get hosed. Don't do that to me. Give me a practical solution to what you think is the potential problem. We've tried to answer that time and time again. We've tried to put a business plan out there that will do that. I can't guarantee to anybody. What, what's going to happen in, in five years or ten years. My crystal ball is not that clear. When people have said to me, Randy, I just think that, that you're going to get this thing built and it's not going to be there and you're going to have to come back with your hand out. And I told a lady this the other day, uh, to a group of ladies, they said something about that. And I said, so you're telling me this, the ABC Rodeo is the primary fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Lovell. That's 3,500 kids. You want me to, I tell you what, let me get those kids together. And you come and you look them in the eye and you say, kids, I'm sorry, I can't vote for this venue that could help you because I'm afraid it's going to hurt me in five years. Now, yeah. you look those kids in the eye and then tell them that. And then people that say, I can't vote for this for location. Okay, you tell those kids that you can't vote for this because you felt like and you think there was some kind of collusion about the location. You know, don't hold that Expo Center and don't hold something that could be really good for Lubbock County because of where we're going to put it. It's the it's the, the accessibility, the visibility, the affordability of that tract of land is why we chose that land. You know, one of my original concerns was what was the county going to be obligated for if it was in some sort of different location as far as getting the services, the roads, yeah. all that kind of stuff. and. And again, I applauded you when you said, hey, here's where we're looking because the accessibility is wonderful. Boom. That's a five-lane road going yep. north-south there. It's right at an right exit off the loop. Uh, if there were any criticism, it would be it's not close enough to some of the attractions and we have downtown. But, you know, yep. you have to make compromises when you yeah. do this. Randy, if you could real quick, we've yep. addressed this before, but I'm getting some questions on uh, what happens to this thing once it's paid off. Oh, that's, that's a great question. And this is the neat thing about the venue tax is that the venue tax is for that particular venue. The county cannot take that money and do anything with it. And decide to go run and do something else. Absolutely. So we, we let's, just, let's just use this. Let's just say that we set this puppy up on a 30-year bond. The revenue's there. 30 years is paid for. Uh, the people have said, okay, we don't, we don't need another phase one or two or three or whatever. Let's just take this venue, pay for it. And that venue's paid for then if there's nothing else to do with that venue, and that venue has, has, has operated properly, it's got a maintenance and so forth, that tax goes away. It goes away. And also you look at the history of venue tax propositions. 
that they pay off 17 times faster than ad valorem taxes. And I've said this to people countless numbers of times. Every tax that I pay in Lubbock County, I can't tell you exactly where that tax is going. Gasoline tax, I can't tell you what the state does with that. They build roads and bridges and so forth. I can't tell you that. This venue tax, I can tell you exactly where that's going. Because the state law size says that the county has got to be very careful. Separate account, audits, that has got to be supervised in a very, very uh, meaningful and a, a uh, uh, oversight has got to be very strong. You know, a couple of things. One, whenever I went in and began to look at this, you know, I raised the new the concerns about rental car taxes initially that because you know, I don't like people finding out after the fact. I thought it would not be helpful after the election for people to find out that out of nowhere on October 5, the president signed in a law that said you can no longer tax rental cars at airports or permitted by airports uh, for projects away from the airport. A lot of prepositions in what I just said. Right. But no. it's complicated. Right. But I wanted to air that out. Now, those questions were addressed. I was shown revenue numbers that project with the new rooms coming online that the hot tax portion could absorb it and that that ballot language was submitted, I believe, August 22, uh, somewhere in there, because yes, the feds have to overlook right. all these ballots, make sure they're square. So long before that was signed into law, or, you know, a couple months before signed into law, uh, this came about. Now, what else I learned was how much the committee, you know, my question has been, why is there not an intersection in Lubbock where you've got Citizens Tower? where you've got uh, I mean, a broad intersection here. Citizens Tower, you got a new Buddy Holly Hall, and you look over to the east and you've got a new Expo Center. I mean, that would, mm -hmm. that that would, would blow people's yeah. chests up a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. Why in the world out win, there? Win. And so I began to look into, and they've done exhaustive. It's been, it sounds to me, exhaustive. They tried over and over again to put it at the fairgrounds. Fair board decided no. They didn't want it there. Which is their have, prerogative to do yeah, so. Yeah, it right. absolutely is. And that even a deal, I've heard that there's a deal from that was made that, you know, you run it for your 12, 15 days a year that you use that property and we'll maintain it and we'll use it the rest of the days of the year. Still a no. All I have to say, this... Which doesn't this, make any sense to me, but nevertheless. But coming back around to this Patty Jones thing, I mean... That they went through, and I heard from this landowner and this, well, they're thinking about buying my land. Well, they're thinking about buying my land. They thought about multiple locations, and this is a location that worked. And, you know, to me it seems like it's a lot, a lose for Patty Jones. That I mean, who wants property right next to that? And for people who say, well, she's just going to make money off of it once once commercial entity well you're assuming then that it's going to be a profitable big mm -hmm. deal you've mm -hmm. just said that it won't be so yeah. which way is which it way is that? <laughs> okay fair enough you know jay along those lines not one word has been said about the stripe store on the corner nobody's throwed rocks at the stripes because they could look they, to benefit they stand to profit they quite a bit from more people than anybody put gas would in do. Their has anybody right. thrown a rocks at them not no one word. No. Not one word. Has anybody said anything about about some of the other areas around there that's going to be profitable? No, just Patty Jones. Well, let's get to some of these texts. And, of course, here's one from Charles that says, Well, Mr. Jordan's example of the UMC's Board of Governors is useful. Anyone who's dealt with the UMC's billing department knows that when there is a billing problem, 
it is a problem. The county commissioners have not been able to fix the problem. How can we expect a dirt arena to be managed any better than UMC's billing department? Not familiar with the UMC billing department, but I can just tell you that we'll try to have But we did bring up the idea of yeah, the county absolutely. hospital board and how I, it's governed. The, the, the committee would be similar, similar in nature. to that, exactly, because we're, we've got a combination. People are concerned that, okay, you've got this uh, nonprofit that's just going to run loose out here, and they're, they're going to not manage this thing properly and so forth. Then you've got the other people that don't want the county to run it. There's got to be a, a mix but, here. There's but got you're to a, be a balance. 501c3, correct. correct, which means you have to file a 990 Absolutely. every year, which means anybody can look and see Absolutely. exactly where your expenses Absolutely. are. That's why so I, I would hope that we would have competent people, and I'm not to say that I, I don't know anything about the billing department at UMC. I'm trying to make the example that from a oversight and, and a management deal, that that's similar to what we think would happen with this. Okay, to another text. Uh, let's see, they put a name on this. Let me see. I don't see a name on it. Um, it says, outside money or not, placing the new facility right across the street from Patty's Land that has been for sale and still for sale is perceived to be conflict. Perception is reality. Move the thing and people will support it. By the way, city water infrastructure was installed along Kent Avenue, uh, the east and west uh, street just north of the expo this past summer. Again, seems too convenient, but thanks for what you do. Oh, Brian. His name was Brian uh, that put that on that text. Brian, where do you want us to put it? Well, I, I, the only thing that I could say about that is and we had the mayor on the show yesterday. We didn't get into the expo center a lot, but... We do the weekly Thursday with the mayor. The city of Lubbock ponied up, yeah, offered up 100 acres on East, East 50th. 19th. Is, is it 50th or 19th Street? Right at New South of McLean Food. But y'all didn't like that location. Well, again, again, accessibility. Uh, it, it, it doesn't flow. Uh, also, there's a major power line that goes right down through the middle of it. Uh, there was just LPNL would things. have to move that. And what we've heard from time and time again, we want this to where it's accessible to, to other things. And the East Loop uh, is would be a destination type. type. You build it out there, and then people have got to go. It's you know, The location we talked about is a, a mile off I-27. You've got North Loop. You've got North University. You've got four lanes, five lanes. You've got, you can leave there and go north. You can leave there and go south. It, it just the accessibility of it. So we looked really hard at that East 19th Street, hard not to. We had a gentleman offer us 100 acres at New Deal that's really set up pretty cool. I mean, the way that they, you would flow and the way that you could do that. But but the group felt like that that was too far out. From Lubbock. From Lubbock. Yeah. And the same way with East 19th, that on the East, on the East Loop. Nothing against the East Side. I'm not saying that at all. But that became a, a destination uh rather than flowing in the natural because people said we'd love for it to be close to I-27, love for it to be close to Texas Tech, we'd love for it to be close to motels and restaurants and so forth. So we tried to accommodate that and man, trying to make all that happen yeah. that, you know, the only thing missing there sometimes so is So for the sure where the location is now, that's where it's going. If passing that's where it's going to be built. Well, yeah, if you haven't, you haven't finalized the deal no, with no, the no, land no. We, We've got a verbal, verbal. Oh, verbal so contract. it's not it, no. could, it could it could change. Which it could, it and, could. And, and Wade, of course, certainly, certainly, uh, uh, when people kept saying we got to have a location, 
uh, certainly there could be things that could change that, but right now that's that we don't foresee that. That's to the happen. offer on the table. Yeah, that's the offer that's on so the table. So there's the lead of the story. It could change. I mean, for those who are up in arms about the location, the whole thing, and this is what I said this the last time we discussed on the show, whenever we had Brett Lampkin in with us on your show. Right. That this is all subjective to the passing to the county commissioners once it passes then they've been authorized to do this so we're all speaking like those pictures you see are just concepts that's that's, right. that's not architectural plans right on what the expo the pro expo group has put out and this all goes back to the commissioner's court so to the text earlier change the location and people will be okay with it well vote for it and then tell your commissioner where you think it ought to be. You know, I think that's an important point because, as you've pointed out multiple times here, you went about as far as you could possibly go without the citizens giving it a thumbs-up or a thumbs-down. And maybe so, build it where the Municipal Coliseum was. Yeah. I'm just kidding. All right, Wait, let's go this, to the this, this is, this is I just heard groans from the <laughs> system's office. Lloyd <at> <laughs> Skubanek's on the line for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, President. Wait, I, and I, this is something I want to remind the listeners of. Uh, is that is that what we have asked for in a step by step is for the for the people of Lubbock County to vote to to initiate this this uh, hotel occupancy tax. That that's what the vote's about. That gives us the income stream where then we can do these other things. But the people were so adamant about what's it going to cost, what's it going to look like, what that. So we had to had to had to. To put something put to, something to, to, to kind of visualize and it, it doesn't mean that we threw this together because a lot of soul search i can't tell you the hours that i have set with stephen falk and mwm architects to 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 we knew we with our travels over the state talking to 13 different venues in the state of texas talking to all these people <laughs> we had an idea of what we wanted in terms of an arena how big how much area and so forth so you take that and then we knew what the exhibit hall, we wanted that to be, and we knew this. So we we take all of that and say, okay, what could this look like? And so hours and hours and hours of time was spent talking about that. Then when you start talking about drawings, you're talking about spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Seriously, when you get down to plans and specs and so forth, we didn't have that kind of money. We, we, we were out here scrambling. You should call it. Strata Production Company. <laughs> I wish I'd had their number. Oh, so, so we do that. Everybody. They could do an in-kind contribution. He'll too. be here exactly. all day. So if somebody, if somebody has got a location that meets those criteria, please tell us. Please tell us. We have searched high and low. We felt like from the information that we had, from the visits that we've had, that this one fit that criteria. Um, I think we have a phone. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Yes. Uh, hey, my name's uh, Chris Burtis, and I'm just wanted to say that I've changed my mind on the Expo Center. I was against it when I first heard about it, um, but I'll say the forum that Mr. Jordan and uh, Corley and C did in Slayton a few, a couple of weeks ago, kind of changed my mind, so I'll be uh, voting for it now. And you have not early voted yet, so you're still you're you're still ready. Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, that says the system's working. 
Well, so today's the last day of early voting, yeah, and you got voting day. But, you got a voter yeah. out there looking for facts and trying to make up their mind based on what they're hearing and but listening to the facts. Like to Jennifer's so comment great. earlier, she feels bad because her parents now, after they've learned the truth, that they feel bad they voted against it. Yeah, they didn't know the, the the real deal on it, right? Chris, uh, Jane Leeson, what what yes, was sir. the point? What were the what? what why were you opposed? What did you okay. bite on? First of all, was the um, it could be privately funded. I mean, if people wanted to privately raise the money and do it. Have at it. I think the way it was pitched, the fact that it was going to be no property taxes, which it is possible. I mean. If the money's not generated, it will come back on property owners to fit the bill. The second part is, is when they touted no government involvement or control, that told me we'd be issuing a $50 million blank check to an unaccountable group, which I was uncomfortable with. So what changed? At, How did those change? The forum? Yeah, so but, the but forum, what did he hear at the forum that changed his mind on okay. those two points? All right. Uh, one was, I can't remember if it was Mr. Jordan or Mr. Collins, said they wouldn't go to the court, commissioner's court, ask for the bond until they had their $10 million endowment raised and in the bank. Secondly is the commissioners would still have to uh, issue the bonds. And now with new commissioners coming in, don't know if it'll be Corley and C or Harpster and Caraway or a combination, but we'll be having a new court that I believe will have some Accountability, not not necessarily conflict, but will you know hold the group you know accountable. Hey, we got to do this, this, and, and appoint this. the board. So it wouldn't be just it wouldn't be just and Chris, if I and Chris, if I may, I may jump in here for a second. That yes. was my concern initially early on mm. when I had Randy on the show weeks ago. That was well, okay. So what happens after the bonds paid for? Who controls this committee? I was concerned about another uh, uh, terrible example of the dark money that flows through the South Plains Fairground. Uh, that kind of stuff uh, I would not be for, right? Right. And that's where I was. But that, those yeah, questions yeah. all got answered. Wait, if I might, might say, Chris, thank you, and I appreciate it. It was good to meet you at that forum, and I appreciate you coming out. Wait, this is what we have asked everybody to do. Make an informed decision. Take the information that you've got and, and the, the facts in front of you and take that. Don't, don't rely on uh, accusations or, or false statements or the what-ifs. Take the information that you've got. This is a process. I, I wish I had everything exactly what it's going to be. I don't. We've got some really good ideas. We've got some really good things. So, Chris, thank you for coming and listening because that's what I've asked everybody to do to make an informed decision. I've, I've made uh, 46 presentations in the last 60 days. Tim Collins has made, I don't know how many, Brett, to all the groups in town. And we have made it a point to tell people, we're not trying to sell you on this project. We're trying to tell you about this project. This is what we know. This is the things we've done. We've tried to lay out a business plan that will, that will answer the questions that you've had and to facilitate. But at the end of the day, it does something that Colonel mentioned it a while ago. We have a need, and we've done our dead-level best to try to bring something that's uh, uh, affordable with accountability and so forth. So, Chris, thank you. I appreciate you for, for coming, and I appreciate your comments. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, good, good luck. Thank you. All yeah, right. The other thing about I keep on hearing people say, <clears throat> well, it can be privately funded. 
it can be private and my response is how much what check you writing you know i mean it can be who's who's going to write that check well i think for, jay where that comes from is because of the performing arts center and, and again tim collins is involved with that project as well and he's done great work oh with it God. not not no i mean that's been an amazing challenge on the performing arts yeah, center there's a story in the paper this week but, the, that? but that is an anomaly that building is an anomaly whenever you look at municipalities right. and counties right you can't find many structures like no that. they're always owned by the city or owned by the county and correct people, uh, that, and that's the downside i mean the buddy holly hall but is going to be fantastic collins, tim collins was able to get that done yeah. along with major donations and things like that which is amazing feet yeah, and, maybe and so you turn around and you say well why if tim collins could duplicate that i use tim as the example here we'll if just tim, make him the whip we'll, we'll make him the whipping boy but if tim tim, tim go Collins, build us a new yeah, interstate tim tim go build, tim, make it rain tim you do this downtown why not tim collins do it all private yeah. money you see where well, that, that logic okay, goes yeah that's uh, understandable but it assumes that the entities from which tim collins raised that money have endless supplies of money I understand, and some of that money got lost in the whole Rager fiasco, which is a whole nother issue. What do you yeah. got? What do you got, Jay Leeson? What do you got, huh? All right, quick Get break. Your checkbooks out. We're boys. coming. Where do you live? Where do you live? <laughs> I got two planes. I know. I know. It's, I only have one plane. Ah, uh, that's right. Colonel Lewis, he's got an F-16. All right. And I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Bottom of the hour. We'll come back in just a minute. Stick around. we got plenty to go right here on the show. Our special guest this morning, Randy Jordan, Prop 8 Committee Chairman, Lubbock Expo Center. Woo! Hey, uh, Jay, West Texas, Leeson, playing you some pre-recorded from Wade Wilkes' program here on AM 580, a uh, lot more to get into as we finish up. About uh, 16 minutes left of the uh, well, 18 minutes left on the program. Stick right with us here. I think it's content that people, especially in Lubbock, need to hear. Maybe outside of Lubbock would enjoy as well. Right here on AM 580. Be back about 90 seconds from now. Want to pick back up with our program here. Uh, Going to run a little bit over today and uh, because I want you to hear the rest of this audio. Uh, we're talking about the Lubbock Expo Center and Lubbock County Expo Center. Excuse me. I always say that the wrong way. But it's a classic case of some nebulous, uh, protected, you don't know their identity. Who is opposing this? Tony Renteria. I know you love hearing your name on air, but why are you such a coward? Why can't you come on and talk about why you're running the organization opposing this? What's your plan, Tony Renteria? What do you plan on doing? And why are you such a big shot, Tony Renteria? What do you got? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Daniel. And... Why can't you state exactly what your opposition is and why you're the treasurer of this roughshod campaign against the Lubbock County Expo Center? Because it it sounds slimy. It sounds like you don't want people to know. Where do you live? Yeah, you don't want to know a lot. You don't want people to know. 
why can't you be more transparent if you're a part of an accountability group? I don't understand it. To me, and this is a problem for the Lubbock County Republican Party, is that the people who are most involved, it seems to me, are the most adamant in campaigns like this. But there's nobody who wants to come on the show, nobody who wants to go on Wade Wilkes' show, my show, any other show, they just want to hide behind ads and say, well, it's your tone. Your tone is the problem. You know what, guys? Your tone's the problem. Your tone and the tax... There's no wonder why C.J. Hargrove pulled out of your pack. Because you guys are cowards. Because you guys are know-nothings. And you are cavemen so far as progress and policy is concerned. And I've got to stop talking now because we need to end up the program. But Tony Renneria, uh, maybe Carl Isaac, whoever else, class A cowards, 100% down the line. And I'm going to call you out now because you guys, it's unbelievable to me. And, and they, I think that everybody ought to vote for the Expo Center, not based on virtue of the the committee, but that you guys are the grade A jackass cowards that you are. And you are. 100% you are. You, you don't want to engage these questions. You want to hide behind in-kind contributions and loans from outside of Lubbock. But you don't want to engage the issues. i got to take a deep breath. We're going to continue on with the audio from this morning. Tony Renneria, return my phone call. I bet you won't. Continue on pre-recorded audio Wade Wilkes this morning on his program 3 2 1 Yeah yeah here it comes just wait a second Let me ask this question and there I'm going to short on time we've now got, I've got some, a suggestion we, to make after you're done Okay and, and let me ask it this way I believe the measure is going to pass. I, I personally believe it's going to pass. So it passes. We, we get the results Tuesday. Election day is Tuesday. At that point, what happens? Okay, so let's, let's – it happens. It passes. Now what? Now, do you still you still want public input going Absolutely. Forward? And Absolutely. we're still going to hold meetings, and we're still going to figure it out. Then a lot we'll of work. start doing the renditions. That's when the work start, really starts. And yeah. that's when we find out. Again, Wayne. What we've asked is the people to create an income stream. That's all this is. We haven't asked the commissioner's court for a dime for construction, for operation, or anything. True. We've we've just asked for an income stream. Once we know what that is, and once we know that's been there, then we can really go to work. We've had to lay some of this basic groundwork just to satisfy the 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 uh, the public about the the who, the what, the where, and so forth. Then the work has really got to come. On November the 7th, we're going to grab a shovel and we're going to start throwing dirt. That's what we're going to do. I'm teasing, of course. There's things that we've got to, to the steps that we've got to take, but a lot of work after we uh, after the vote. Okay, good morning. And Welcome. it is going to pass. Good, good, yeah, I do. I agree. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Randy, uh, I support this project and I have already voted for it, but there is one source of really big aggravation as far as I'm concerned. You know, the city uh, helped us uh, decide that we need to tear down the Coliseum and Auditorium. And I don't guess they've really been active in trying to get something to promote this. But nevertheless, uh, one of the real sources of aggravation I have 
is why has the fair board rejected uh, coming on board with this? I mean, it just seems like a natural that they would get involved in this, tear some of that old stuff down out there, and clean up our, our fairgrounds. Did they ever give you a reason why they didn't want to be in, in, involved in this thing? Quite honestly, with the footprint that we're talking about with an arena this size and with the, with the uh, ancillary uh, buildings that we're talking about, the fairground's not big enough. And, and we've looked at that, we've talked to those guys, and it's just not big enough. Um, and, and so I wish I could tell you, and in my heart of hearts, and that's where we started, I felt like from what Jay said there a while ago, and, and I've, I've said the same thing. I've sat up there and looked, you got Buddy Ollie Hall, you've got these, it would be ideal location, but it's not big enough. Okay, well, if, that, if that's the, side, the case, then I'll back off of them a little bit because I've been pretty well been out of shape because they hadn't been on board with this thing. Well, and, but, and, uh, and I can't answer for the fair board, and, and I, I, I can't say those things. I just know that, that that's what I know and uh, from, from what we've been able to ascertain because we sure felt like that was a place. But I, I can't speak and, and understand. We're not trying to be the fair, don't want to be the fair, uh, but uh, trying to move something forward that would be uh, ancillary and would be helpful to the city of Lubbock. You know, hi Maurice. Well, um, let me jump yeah. in for just a second. Um, and Randy, you can comment on this or not. But for folks who wonder what is the connection, we're pretty deep in the weeds right here of local politics. the The contention, as I understand it, from the fair board, is the fair is a five hundred one c five, and it. That's an agriculture-based exemption, and they maintain that exemption by giving agriculture scholarship, uh, agriculture-based scholarships. And the deduction here is that the fair board, even though nobody's heard from them on record, um, is that the fair board's concerned that the expo center could jeopardize their 501c5 status. That's okay. The, for I think that's for listeners, I think yeah. that's that's the context here. And that, uh, I, I, and that, and not that they, it's not that the Ferris wheels don't like Randy Jordan. No. It's that <laughs> <laughs> they're concerned. About well, hey, I'll tell you, you know, it. Uh, you, you talked about uh, uh, this this pact that's gone against uh, against this thing and trying to defeat it. Uh, that's kind of an aggravation too. But uh, some of the guys that's on this thing, they're solid as a rock. You guys have a good day. Thanks, Mark. Thank Appreciate so, the call. <clears throat> I'm not a political consultant. I just play one on the radio. Okay. Over the weekend, this would be my suggestion, Randy Jordan, is that you guys go get all your pictures that you've taken of all these event centers that you've gone and seen, of the meetings you've had, of the back porch Keystone Light meetings you've had, all the all the activity you had, especially going on the road, put together a montage of I've Been Everywhere Man over the weekend and put it up to say uh, to the to the concern that due diligence, due diligence has not been achieved here, that's uh, that's what political consultant Jay Leeson would tell you. And if you stay in a Holiday Inn Express, if you Kim can Davis two dollars, we'll do that, right, Kim? <laughs> okay, yeah, she's a consultant in her own right. Stay Don't on. be mad, Kim. I'm just trying to make good radio. Jay, stay I'm on. trying to undermine you. Watch, watch TV this weekend. Oh, good. All right. Well, Is see. there going to be a Bob Duncan commercial? That's what I want to know. Give me anything in the world if it was. Uh, okay, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Wade. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Brett hey. Lampkin. Hey, I just wanted everybody to know that as a, as a committee, that we really want to thank publicly 
athlete, Randy Jordan, for grabbing this thing by the horn when it was an infant stage and just driving us guys, our group, guys and gals together to, to get to this end gate where we're at now. We've got a great chance of having a great facility for our city. So, Randy, thank you very much publicly for our entire group. Hey, Brett, thank you. Let me ask you, Brett, and since you're on the phone with us, and I'll, this could be kind of our wrap-up question this morning, let's take let's let's look at it from this angle. I, I think the proposition is going to pass. What if it doesn't? What's next? Well, I'm going to tell you what Randy Jordan said a group of men this past Monday that asked that very question. We can't think about that right now. Our goal right now is to we're thinking about you know, November the 7th and 8th and December the 1st, trying to, you know, try to put our focus on that positive input, and uh, I hope you can accept that as an answer right now, because right now we just don't want to think about it. Well, again, I, I just, uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the telltale sign, I mean, the, obviously Tuesday we'll know. Uh, come Wednesday morning on the program, we'll, Colonel Lewis and I will be talking about it. Can, if you, it, can you donate your bunker, the land? I could, yeah, if they want to look at it, yeah, maybe in a future no. use, yeah. Mm -hmm. I got 25 acres, so, yeah, we could do 25 bunkers, is it? <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> yeah, I don't have quite enough, but nevertheless. No, I mean, but that's reasonable to, to ask that question again. But, you know, come Wednesday, if it has failed, I'll, I'll be because I don't, I think the spirit of it all, and I think what the community needs is something like this. We didn't need it in 97, well, we needed it in 97 when I was against it then, but back then it was needed to be, needed to be and rightfully so, Texas Tech's responsibility. That's what brought us to United Supermarkets Arena. We didn't have it then. Wait, but, but, Wade, we're, go ahead. We're going to, Wade, we're going to have, you know, Lubbock, as far as, as looking at how we've put this together with the hot tax. Yeah, we're just behind the times in using this hot tax to build facilities. That's right. I mean, if you look at if you look at these other communities, San Angelo, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, where we go our, our, our major stock shows, and then all the area locations, Andrews, Leveland, these these towns, uh, Amarillo, Clovis, they're using this format to build a really nice facility to promote their their area and and bring people to them, and we just we just haven't done it. And, I, and I, I hope to see somebody else come along with another need from our community and use this tax to build that as well. So uh, well, my, that's, my, that's my, my feeling. Okay, I, and I appreciate that, Brett, and thank you for calling and, and coming out here and taking on me and Jay and the Colonel last time around about the, about the rental car tax stuff. But 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 I will tell you that if it fails, the only alternative there's two alternatives here. One, you have to wait for another general election, which is two years out, yes, sir. which is really a tough hill to climb. Keep kicking the can. Or number the two, or number two, you got to go and do what Tim Collins has done and raise private money, which is almost next to impossible <coughs> in light of what's been happening with the Performing Arts Center. And and wait. that would be also very difficult at best and this is what we've tried to do is a combination of private public with yeah. with the endowment sitting over here and with the uh, with the hot tax to do to do this combination to make that fit i've, I've been asked over the last months uh, a lot of people know thank me. you brett for the call uh, hey, you of, 
what what we're trying to do is pay things forward. Uh, there were people in my uh, early days that uh, that moved things forward, uh, that that did things so that we could we could do that, and that's what we're doing. Uh, we're trying to get things better for the next generation, and uh, and that's what it's all about. And uh, and that's what that's what our group, that's what our goal has been, that's what it's been. Not self-serving, but to uh, to do something that would be good to move Lubbock forward. You know, I kind of liken it to, like I wasn't around or paying attention. <clears throat> at least I was around but definitely not paying attention because I was like in junior high or high school but in the the, 90s yeah with the science spectrum yeah you're a young man the um why are you looking at me Wade the uh (laughs) the science spectrum in the opposition to it at the time I believe it was hot tax as well um and as a dad of four young kids you know we don't have bathrooms in the parks, so you can only stay at the park for so long, right? And every once in a while, there's a bad weather day in Lubbock, every once in a while. And, you know, venues for kids in Lubbock, at least, you know, whenever they were younger, Lubbock's really exploded over the last four or five years, main event, except I don't like to take my kids in there because they come out zombies with all the video games and all that stuff. But, <laughs> but for them to have an educational-based you know, my little Charlie's four. He wants to go to the science spectrum every day. And I think that that's the case on a lot of homes. But there were people who opposed the science spectrum. At the, what would Lubbock be without the science spectrum? You know, and so far as moving point. forward, um, I'm sure that there was an opposition group against I-27 at one time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm daggum sure there was. Definitely the loop. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't around then, but Colonel was. Yeah. yeah, but the loop, the loop was really one of those yeah. as well. I mean, it's 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 forward thinking. I get that. Um, I just know that, that that there's still a lot of people out there, and some who may have voted in this round of elections, that remember the the, the term multi-purpose arena as a bad term, because the '90s it really was that was a sales tax deal. It was gonna. You know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna raise all, and and it was, I the reason the main reason I was against it was because of location, which we've talked about a lot on this show with your your this endeavor. Location was off the Tech campus. It was going to be a North University, maybe even the same area you're looking at, and it was going to be for Tech basketball. And I thought that's outrageous. That needs to be on Texas Tech campus. I mean, that was my big hang up with it. Uh, not to the fact that they didn't think we need, the city of Lubbock needed it. Of course we sure needed we it. The municipal <laughs> auditorium had, at that point in time, and that's over 20 years ago, had already outlived its purpose. 20 years ago. It was already done, and tech needed to be involved in that. And here we have the United Supermarkets Arena, which is fabulous. But they needed to get corporate sponsorship. Tech needed to be directly involved and not put it on the back of taxpayers. And, again, that's that's the lesson that we learned. Yes. On this deal right, right. And That's why I support it this time. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Randy Jordan, everybody, we appreciate that. Jay, anything else? Well, and Colonel, I've referenced. You can go to the other side of Texas dot com. You can see the the report I wrote on this so far as the opposition group and all the documents are attached there for the folks there at Strata PC in Roswell, New Mexico, to check out. We're going to so play uh, some of this audio this afternoon on the show too for folks that like to hear it again. Yeah, uh, you can catch it on WilkesMedia.com. p.m. Uh, this whole show will be posted up there at WilkesMedia.com. Are you finally uh, doing that? Finally, yeah. He's doing I it. I know I, I'm way behind. I want to make one correction to the record. You said uh, Jay's service to the community and everything else, and you said me and the colonel not so much. 
Well, on bond committees. Okay, all right. Yeah, I do no, serve no, on two five hundred one c threes. Chairman, yeah, the let me committee, clarify. So thank you. We don't. My, you my, have not served on a bond committee. But my point Neither here is, I. I know how hard it is to do this from a five hundred one c three basis, and I absolutely applaud Randy and his entire committee for what they're doing. Wait, so. I'll tell you again. You were the first to ask me to come out and to to lay the groundwork on this, and a lot of the things that we've talked about today, we didn't know then, and so by the the questions and the and the concerns and so forth, we've been able to to walk through this step by step. So thank you, Wade Wilkes, and I appreciate well, I, your support. Thank you for saying that you're going to support the thing, and well, sure. we appreciate everybody out there that has stepped up, and whether it be on Facebook or Twitter or or whatever, to to support it. So we'll do that. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Real quick. Yes, my wife and I talked about that, and we voted for it. Have a good day. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Hey, uh, Randy, I appreciate that. Again, uh, we thank you so much for all the shows you've done out here. We've, you've been very open and honest with your answers. We've asked a lot of questions. As you said, the first show we did, you didn't have an answer for me on a couple of those questions. And we talked about it after the program. Those questions have since been answered. And so good luck to you and the committee on Prop A. Again, it's the bottom of the ballot, early voting, last day today, and then uh, Election Day next Tuesday. So if you have not voted and participated, Get out and vote. And Wade, thank you for mentioning that because people, uh, if you on that ballot, you've got to scroll down scroll to find down. the prop A and You're prop A. And let me say this: ticket. you've got two props down there, and both of them are worthy of a four vote. The LISD bond, very well thought through. We need it; it needs to be there. The Expo Center is there. If you walk into that ballot box and you hit R and hit cast ballot, you will not be voting for the propositions. So I'm not telling you whether you vote R or D. Great, put R, but then scroll down to the bottom. Go four and four, definitely and then put, cast ballot. Definitely put R, Randy. Yeah, I'm but I'm, again, again, just whether if you if you vote a straight ticket, be sure and scroll down. Uh, it's imperative that you do that; otherwise, you will not have that opportunity to vote for us. Well, we did. Again, thanks. We did. We did. We certainly did do that. That's for sure. Randy Jordan, thank you so much. Good luck. Uh, we'll be watching the returns on Tuesday, as, as I know you will be, and all of our audience here on AM580. We appreciate your time, sir. Have a wonderful day. Okay, so that's where we closed out this morning. I thought it was just important for, like, we see our demographics, a lot of you in Dallas and Houston, you listen to the show, and I really appreciate that. Um, but this is something local in Lubbock. And for me, the larger, the the reason I aired all that out is that I think that Tony Renneria and this opposition group are cowards, and not just cowards, but damn cowards, for not coming on and engaging issues over this last week. And what they'll say invariably is, well, it's your tone. It's, tell me more about tone. Tell me more about principles, Renneria. Tell me more, dare I say, Carl Isaac. Tell me more about tone. Can you run a campaign that you've run under the the moniker of accountability, Lubbock Taxpayers for Accountability, and you won't engage any media, you won't answer any questions, you can say all you want to about these guys. You know, cronyism, all the stuff you've laid out, all the slander that you've laid out about, about Patty Jones, uh, Lubbock County Commissioner, but you won't come on and engage the issues. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a local hardcore conservative because to me conservative the derivative of conservative is to conserve to conserve and 
the more I see of hardcore conservatives in this state, it doesn't have anything to do with conservatives. Certainly in Lubbock. It's not conserving a place. It's giving away a place. And what these guys, that they aren't able to come on and say what their alternative is, tells me all I need to hear about them. And that's why I am your resident prairie populist in the state. Because these guys are full of things I can't say on the radio without risking an FCC fine. Just drives me like we're all concerned. There are more Aborigines in Lubbock County than there are hardline liberals. So, where are you, Mr. Conservative? Where are you? Why can't you answer questions? You won't answer questions because you're working in somebody's stead. And I, to be honest, the people that I hear that are the most conservative, let me just riff here for a moment. In an extended edition of Other Side of Texas, the people who I hear declare themselves to be the most conservative are the people who have middle income wages and they're just looking for a little more revenue. And I don't care what that sounds like. That's the damn truth. They they can't do it for themselves. They can't get out there and put in the sweat and effort so they want to go to bat for other organizations. So the next time you hear somebody bolstering how conservative they are, why don't you look at their campaign finance reports and hear why they're allowed to be so conservative? Or why don't you look up their tax returns and figure out why they're so conservative? And I think that you'll just roll your eyes at the end of the day. And conservative means conserving a place and I honestly, there are good people can disagree on the Lubbock County Expo Center. But people who can't disagree with me are people who are in the back pockets of interest, like Strata Production Company, an energy company in Roswell, like Mr. Tony Renneria is. Um, so come on, show your face, Tony. Show your face, others. You can't show it because you won't and that that's local politics but that goes beyond um i just i really really grow tired of these groups and uh these principles like the aforementioned principle of the lubbock taxpayers for accountability they won't come on air and be engaged directly but they want to throw pot shots through commercials that are funded by other agencies that they can't fund themselves oh we'll pay for it with private money well i bet renneria can't write a check for that i know carl isaac can't write a check for that so who's writing a check for it they just want you to be against it sick and tired of it that's your prairie populism feel big election coming up get out and vote go vote go vote go vote uh closing up this edition and we'll be with you next week gotta get home gotta get home great family above average dinner rave on buddies we'll see you next edition here on other side of texas yeah,